I call them your superpowers, right? When you figure out what you as a person and as a brand can bring to this world, and you're talking just to that one type of person that wants that, that's where the magic's made, right? Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Before we get started with today's interview, I want to let you know about an exciting new project we've launched called Quest. Quest is a subscription platform where each month a new preset and profile collection will be released, giving subscribers access to fresh photo editing tools that are designed to push the boundaries of creative expression. On top of that, subscribers will get access to an education platform with new tutorials and bonus content each month. We wanted to keep the cost low, and so we're doing all of this for only $8 a month. As a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of March, use the code PODCAST30 when you sign up for this special offer. This is a game changer in the preset world, and we're very excited about this new project, and we hope you will be too. So be sure to head over to archipelagoquest.com and check it out. Now, on with the show. Steph Zakis is an adventure elopement photographer living in Iceland and a business coach for high-achieving entrepreneurs. She turned $300 in saved barista tips into a multi-six-figure photography company and broke all the rules along the way. In this interview, we chat about her journey in photography, from her beginnings in Ohio and the path that took her to Iceland. We'll discuss what life is like for her as an adventure wedding photographer, her unique approach to working with clients, and how she sets herself apart in a competitive market. Let's get into it. So, Steph, you grew up in Ohio, but how the heck did you end up in Iceland shooting adventure weddings? So <laughs> that's, that's quite a journey, right? Like you don't just kind of like, you don't just kind of one day be like, huh, I'm going to go to Iceland. So what's what's the story there? How did you, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your path from Ohio to Iceland? We got, we got to hear well, I realized that Ohio and Iceland are the same size. So I was like, I just got to live there. No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I actually, it's kind of a, it's a long winding road, but yeah. um, I did grow up in Ohio and okay. I was there until through like high school uh, and a, little, a few years after. Um, yeah. And then I went to college in Orlando, Florida, and I ended up working for Disney and like all this stuff. Uh, and so I was working for Disney. It was great. So were, you, were, were you working as a photographer then? Like, so wh when yeah. did you start getting into photography? Ohio or did yeah. that sort of happen in college? Or No, in Florida. In so, Florida. and yeah, I was a fine artist. Like I did like painting and drawing and stuff oh, back in cool. Ohio. Yeah, and that's what I was like majoring in. And my, <laughs> my, uh, what are they called? Guidance counselor. She yeah. sat me down senior year and she was like, okay, so 
it's clear that you're going to be an artist. Uh, so you should probably just drop these math classes because it's going to bring your GPA down. Yeah. So my whole senior year was just fine arts, really, in like cool. two other classes. Um, and so I went to art school for a little bit. Yeah. And then I realized I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't want to be an art teacher. So right. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. So anyway, I ended up going to film school in Orlando, Florida. So that's when I really started to deal with film. Mm -hmm. um, I had shot on my dad's Canon. He has a Canon AE1 from yep. like the 70s. Yeah, so I still have one. <laughs> yeah, they're workhorse. He still yeah. shoots with it. Like yeah. he, he shot my birth with it. Uh, cool. So. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so he taught me how to shoot black and white film actually in our backyard. Uh, so I knew I liked photos, but I ended up going to film school for like uh, film production. And so my very first class there uh, was a film, like a stills class right. uh, where, you know, you learn how to develop and like all that stuff. And I just loved it. I like totally fell in love with it. And then yeah. the rest of my college... I ended up specializing uh, in lighting. So I'm also a lighting technician. And cool. so yes. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, I love light, which is that's all photography is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, photos. So once I graduated, I worked in the film world for a while, but it is rough. And I just was not into the grind of it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was like, F this. And I <laughs> decided to be a barista while I figured things out. So I knew I wanted to be my own boss and I knew I loved photos. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to try and be a photographer. So I ended up buying my first camera. So this, uh, is, still my, in, this is still in Florida? Orlando. Yeah. 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 So I bought I bought a camera, a Canon Rebel like X <laughs> or something like one of the first digital like Canon Rebels back in 2006. Yeah. Um, with my barista tips that I saved in a shoebox, and like when I cashed them in to get my camera, the uh, bank teller was insinuating that I was a stripper, oh, <laughs> and gosh. I was like, "Well, I'm not, but if I was, none of y'all business. Like I'm making my <laughs> money, you know." But uh, yeah, anyway, I yeah. got my camera. So anyway, long story short, sorry. I no, that's good. That's good. So, <laughs> I started working for Disney, yeah. and I was a lead photographer yeah. for Disney Creative Media. Um, after many years of just like shooting anything and everything by myself, I haphazardly got this job at Disney. I wasn't trying to get a job there, but they hired me on the spot, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I got a job there as a lead photographer. Um, so yeah. So I worked for Disney for the the mouse, <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> and you, um, you, you, so you did weddings in Disney World? Yeah, so I assisted weddings there, but okay. I was doing, like, engagement session stuff right. and a bunch of, like, family sessions and all this stuff. And I was, like, working my way into, like, being the, the weddings there because that's, like, a coveted position that yeah. only, like, a few people that have worked there for 20 years have, you know. So yeah. – um, I was doing weddings for this like Globo wedding uh, company on the side so yeah. I could learn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one day my boss at Disney was like, hey, we need to have a sit down. And I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she she sat me down and she's like, you are just too creative uh, for here. So we kind of need you to like tone down your artisticness a little bit. Huh. And so I was like, no. So <laughs> I quit. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I got a one-way ticket to Brooklyn. I moved to Brooklyn 10 days later without wow. a house or a job or anything. I just knew that Brooklyn would kick my ass if I want to be a photographer. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. 
worked in with weddings, built my company, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, uh, I ended up getting a vacation to Iceland because tickets were really cheap from JFK in middle of the winter. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And so I went and I ended up going by myself. And it was my first time leaving the United States even. Um, Like I didn't even see the Pacific Ocean or any ocean until I was like, 19 I think yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah so anyway sorry I'm rambling um I came here and I had two jobs I hustled two jobs from Brooklyn for a uh food magazine I was like hey I'm gonna be there do you want any content because I'm also a writer and they were like yeah sure do these like two two articles on like Icelandic food culture and I was like you got it (laughs) so on my way out to these jobs it just hit me like a ton of bricks that like this is what I need to be doing I need to live here Hmm. I've never felt more at home or at peace before and so yeah I just ended up like five years later figuring out how to get here and now I'm here (laughs) That's that's incredible. That's incredible. And, and so was it, so you, you went from New York eventually to, to Iceland. So you, you spent the next five years kind of still working in New York city, uh, living in Brooklyn and then what, uh, yeah. And, and what, um, like, was that an easy decision? Like how, how hard was that for you to, you know, I mean, that's not a, that's not just like moving a, to a new neighborhood or even to a new city. Yeah. It's a whole new country. So was it, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So at first I just loved it. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I kind of want it to happen. Yeah. And at that point I'd already been in New York for, Oh, what was it? Like six years at that point. Yeah. Um, maybe a little more. I have to do the math, but I was there for a while and I was yeah. already over it. Right. So I'm, I'm one of those people that I just, I love nature and I just was feeling the weight of the city all the time. So I knew I wanted to get out of New York and I knew in my mind I was like trying to figure out an exit plan, but I never would have thought it would have been Iceland. Um, but yeah, so after my first trip here and I just had this like, like when I was out to my first time, like the first job, I just cried the whole time. And I just felt this really weird, like, hmm. I don't know, like crazy experience. I don't know how to describe it, but I was just like, this is it. Like, this is the coolest. Like, I've never seen a place that looks like Iceland. Like, yeah. it's so nuts looking here. And it's just <laughs> yeah. so awesome. And the people are so cool. And like, yeah, so I fell in love with it. But I, I you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to live there. But yeah. I just knew I was going to at some point. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so later that year, actually, a marketing company here, or like a, sorry, a tour company here, ended up flying me back out, like six months later, after my first trip uh, to do marketing photos for them. Oh, cool. So I came back and I was like, okay, like, I can see this happening a little bit. So yeah, yeah. after that, I was just back and forth. Like, uh, the next year, I was here three times. Then the following year, I was here like every month, basically. Oh, wow. And I, and I ended up just making connections exactly, and networking. Yeah. And like, that's one of the things that I always tell people when they're like, oh, I really want to move to Iceland or move to, you know, insert some like crazy place that they've never been. Like, go there, experience the culture, meet the people, like yeah. make real connections. Because part of my visa to actually get here, I had to have a stack of letters of recommendations from the community huh. uh, like yeah. to vouch for me to get yeah. me here so yeah. yeah that was a major part and so it was really just this like this thing that just kind of moved on its own I never yeah. really was like ah! and then I 
yeah, I started uh, dating someone here. Yeah. <laughs> and so it like, turned into this thing. And I was like, I just knew I had to make, pull the plug, make the move, make it happen. Before you sort of made the big move, had you already started shooting some weddings there? Was that part of the thing that you've been going back and forth and doing on on these trips yeah. from New York? Yeah. So at first I was just doing for fun stuff. So I wasn't taking money or anything like that because yeah. that's illegal. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I was doing just some for fun stuff. And so what I was doing, because I wanted to make my connections with people and network and all that, I was reaching out to Icelandic companies and saying, hey, I'm going to be there, you know, at such and such date. Do you want any promo photos? So yeah. I ended up doing uh, like dress ads for uh, a, a bespoke artist here that makes her own wedding gowns oh, nice. and stuff like that. So I had wedding content, yeah. um, but it was really just from me getting my friends to model because I got into the modeling. Um, there is a modeling scene here in, in Reykjavik. They're actually pretty awesome. Uh, nice. So yeah. I got my model friends to, you know, like be in the dresses and yeah. all that. So I ended up building this portfolio of like engagement sessions of people that I like knew in, you know, real time yeah, <laughs> and yeah. all this stuff. So I did start building a Iceland portfolio and then I just started, I just kept shooting content, writing blogs, stuff like that. Um, and then eventually I did uh, get asked to do an elopement here, but I was already doing elopements before. Yeah. Like I've been doing weddings for about for over 10 years now. Yeah. Um, and I had been doing elopements since 2013, I believe. Yeah. So I'd already been doing it. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing that, but I also own a business in Iceland. So I have an Icelandic company, um, and everything. Yeah. So my Icelandic company shot the elopements, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, I yeah. ended up doing quite a handful before I was here full time. Mm -hmm. And elopements is kind of your jam right like you're not yeah. like if you go on your website you, you talk about that quite a bit like you're not into the whole big wedding day thing for you yeah. it's and i mean i guess iceland's probably the perfect place for for that type of thing you you know you certainly must have a lot of clientele coming specifically to elope in iceland oh right? yeah yeah oh yeah that's all i do i love it <laughs> yeah. i'm obsessed with it yeah i was even before i even moved to iceland i was already only doing what now has a, the term micro wedding, but yes. this was like before there was even a term, like I was doing weddings that were only like 25 people max, just yeah. because the small intimate feel, you know, the actual experience of the day, you know, like that thing I've always been drawn to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then now it's for the most part, just the couple, sometimes they'll bring maybe like, you know, two or three loved ones. Um, but yeah, it's just these rad adventures that I get to take them on and show them my home. And like, yeah. it's just really awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And talk about that. So, so who, who's your clientele? Like who, who comes to Iceland for, for weddings and, and hires you, you know, who's, who, who, who do you, who do you work with generally? Yeah. So I definitely think there's a wide variety of people that come here, um, uh, for, Iceland elopements, I get a lot of inquiries from people that are like, oh, we're meeting in the middle because like one of them lives in the United States or North America. Right. I'm from the UK. We're meeting in the middle. We just want like a two hour thing. Hmm. And I don't do that. So yeah. I end up having full day elopements with everybody. Oh, cool. And my client, like my specific avatar, they are the people that they really want an experience. They don't care about the stuff. Like yeah. half the time they don't even get like professional hair and makeup. Like they're yeah. just here for the experience, 
for the culture, all of that. So they are outdoorsy people. And most of the time, a common connection with all my couples is that they, some, they met and they're, quality time together has always been the outdoors like it's always been maybe they you know hike on the weekends or they've always traveled together as like their thing Mm -hmm. and so it's always people that really really understand travel and really understand how travel changes your perspective changes you and how these experiences are is something that you can never duplicate you know, you can never get back again. And it's yeah. those kinds of people where they just, they really want this little time that is theirs that they'll always remember, you know? So yeah. those are the people that I get. I don't get the people that are coming and they just want like the most crazy, like they want to like, I don't even know, rock climb everything, you know, <laughs> something like that. I don't get people like that. I get yeah. the people that want to see as much as possible, be in as many like really cool environments that they've never seen. Yeah. Like for me and my company, I actually don't tell them where we're going. <laughs> like oh, I'll tell them where we're starting, right? Yeah. Because it's kind of like my present to them. And I love watching their faces just like melt as I pull up to these different <laughs> areas. And I'm like, we're going to go play in there. Yeah. So I give them a general idea, like, this is where we're going to start. Book your hotels around here. Because I do all of it. I'm their planner. I'm their, like, all of it. So I help them with that stuff. But then the actual day, they just come. They sit back. They let me give them an experience. And they love to just be in it right now and not have to, like, micromanage or worry about what's going on. So it's it's those kinds of people that just want to, like, sit back, have some coffee, drink some champagne, maybe a craft beer, and, like go look at glaciers and stand yeah. on top of like the tallest waterfall in Iceland, you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. So you, t- you touched on a couple of things that I want to dive into there. So one is, is, um, you know, your avatar and your, your clients mm-hmm. and you position that really well on your website, yeah. I Ooh. Think, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and do, so do you want to, I, I, I mean, I'd like you to talk about that because I think yeah. it's important and a lot of people, um, you know, maybe we, we hear this message, you know, um, you have to kind of show what you want to do. You know, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck into thinking, well, I have to do everything, you know, I just, no. but talk about, <laughs> talk about, talk about how you, you set that up. I, I mean, I think you got into it yeah. a little bit there, but you want to expand on that? Oh, do I ever, <laughs> I actually have a, a giant course on this and yeah. I talk about this all the time on other podcasts and stuff. This yeah. is my jam. <laughs> yes. So there's two components to this, right? So when people say like, show what you want to shoot, I think in our industry, it almost gets misconstrued as like the type of dress and the type of person, but Mm -hmm. really it should be like, tell what you want to shoot, right? Like when you figure out, I call them your superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. When you figure out what you as a person and as a brand can bring to this world, and you're talking just to that one type of person that wants that, that's where the magic's made, right? Right. So all throughout my site, I'm speaking to one couple, like one type of person, because that is what I'm really good at is delivering this very specific experience, right? So like I even, I turn down inquiries quite often. I'm like, well, what are you envisioning? And then they tell me all this crazy stuff with arches and like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, not for me. I'm not yours. I'm not your person. Here's someone yeah. else, you know? Yeah, yeah. So getting down to all of that, there's a, a definitely a formula to get it, which is what that whole course is. 
But when you understand, again, like the type of experience that you're really good at, what do you like to do? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you really good at hiking? Like, I'm not about to do a 10 hour hike onto the top of a summit. Like that is not me. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not into it. And my couples are not into it for their wedding. Right. So I'm giving them the best of me and I'm attracting the people that want that. Right. So that's the first like whole step of figuring out this whole equation. And then the next step of actually figuring out who is this person Mm -hmm. really, really digging into their psychographics and not their demographics. Right. Mm -hmm. So within the industry, people talk a lot about ideal client, dream client, but they talk about nothing really, but mostly demographics, which don't matter. And then a few things that maybe they're interested in, right? Like, obviously, if you want to do adventure elopements, you're obviously attracting somebody that is into having an elopement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. But it's deeper than that, right? You have to really get into what feel do they want for their day? What do they enjoy doing together? What do they fear for their wedding day? What are they really excited about on their wedding day, right? It's like all these like really deep things that you have to uncover because if you don't then it's going to mess up with your marketing it's going to mess up with your uh whole sales process your blogging like all the stuff right the only time demographics is useful in my mind for the most part is if you're running an ad right you some of those things okay it's good to know but like yeah really understanding your superpowers who needs it and then what are they like really honestly truly feeling and then how do you deliver it to them in the form of your client experience which is workflows which is emails it's literally every interaction they have within your brand the way that you even deliver a gallery right like all of it so yeah it's all wrapped up together but yeah really understanding that the people that you're attracting are humans with human brains and then like figuring out what their human brains, you know, are wanting. So yeah. 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 Amazing. And, and the other part I want to touch on is, is your planning process. And you talked about how, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you know, you'll tell your clients to, to book hotels in a certain area, but I think yeah. I, I noticed that's pretty prominent on your website too. in the fact that you're telling people, look, I'm going to be your guide for this day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's something you're positioning, on your website as well too. Do you want to talk about um, a little bit about your positioning on that, but also too, yeah. like what are some of the things that you're doing in this, in this process for your clients? I mean, I know you've, you've sort of touched on it a little bit here in, in what you've said already, but expand on that for us. Yeah, for sure. So positioning is super important, right? And that's also part of, you know, figuring out like your superpowers, your avatar, all the stuff to figure out How do you position yourself to shine in these areas against everybody else, right? So I actually talk about this in my course. I call it the competition killer because once you figure out like what you do, what you offer, how awesome you are, and you can position it against what other people are doing, not in a way of like, I'm better because I do this. They don't do that, right? Right. Like don't position yourself in that way. Like that's kind of lame. But to say like, this is what I do, you might notice other people aren't doing it, right? Like just like my 
uh, my packaging. So I make custom made packages for every single one of my clients. I don't give a pricing PDF, right? So just like little things like that, where you really hash out again, what are you good at? I'm really good at figuring out people's needs and then delivering it. So that's why all my packages are bespoke, you know? So positioning your actual experience against other people is so big when it comes to sales in general. Um, but yeah, so I chose to go down this path mainly. I was just shooting weddings for a second and, or like the elopements and it dawned on me (laughs) that like, they need all of this other help, like through actually talking to people, which is the consult call. I have two calls with people before I even book them. Like I really want to know like all of this stuff in their brain, you know, and I, I use them all as marketing, um, also. Uh, so, you know, I just really listen to what are the common phrases people are saying, what are the Mm -hmm. common wants and needs that they're saying? And it always boils down to, I live in Iceland. They don't, yeah. They don't know how to read Icelandic. <laughs> they don't know like, you know, any of this stuff. And Iceland runs like its own little universe. Like if you try to email somebody in Iceland, it's going to take you a month and a half to like hmm. get an email back. Like it's oh, wow. just it just runs totally different here, right? I know all the good restaurants, I know all the good breweries. I have actual relationships with like the hotel owners yeah. and all this stuff. And so for me, it was a no brainer. Oh, that's, that's a superpower for you. Like you said, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And back when I was in New York, I was a production coordinator for like this huge, giant multi-million dollar shoots. And I was also a project manager for like this really big publisher. Yeah. So it's always second nature to me to just like put the pieces together, give it to the client. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just naturally started doing it. And then by doing that and realizing how valuable that is to my clients, I've created this whole system. So they have a whole library of stuff that they get from me. Hmm. I have all of these things that I make for them. I literally help them from the second that they email me until they have their images. I'm helping with all sorts of stuff and it's all within my workflows um, and all of that. So I have that part. And then the second part of your question, um, how do I do it? So I, am a huge thing about efficiency, time, automations, but also being personal. Like this is something I business coach a lot of people on uh, because the overwhelm is real. So (laughs) I'm like, use, use these tools that are here for you. So I have all these workflows set up to continually feed my clients info, continually check in on them, all this stuff, but I don't have to worry about, you know, doing it for every single person because it fires off automatically. Um, And I have a few different, I guess you can call them processes for Mm -hmm. how I come up with the locations. And this is another thing I position myself against a lot of other elopement photographers because I don't have a location PDF and I'm like, here, pick what you like, which is the the norm in the right. industry. And it's the norm here too. Like I don't have a secret web page of places I've been and I'm like, pick something because yeah. that is, that doesn't align with my superpowers or what I deliver to the world. So mm-hmm. you have to be in alignment all the time if you want the magic to happen. So I have this whole process I go through with them to figure out where should I take them. There's so many variables when it comes to Icelandic nature, like have they had a knee surgery? Anyone that they're bringing, do they have mobile hips? Can you, are you scared of heights? You know, like there's all this stuff that I have to figure out about them and their guests. 
and then figure out, okay, they've booked me for this many hours. This is what we can do just from getting to know them and using my like coaching spidey senses. I can get a feel for what feeling of an area they would want. Cause some places are really just like epic and the wind is blowing you in the face and you're just like, I'm alive. You know, but then we have other places that are just calm yes, and like yeah. beautiful, you know, yeah. so their vibe, I match their vibe with the areas of the ocean of the uh, island, like to take them to and stuff. Yeah. So I have all these different processes for, for that. And then for helping them with accommodation, because obviously we can't do that until we know the locations yeah. and all that stuff. And then, yeah. And then uh, we, I finalize everything, timelines, all this stuff. I have a plethora of questionnaires I give them. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then we talk again, uh, face to face on, on zoom before, unless they want to call. Yeah. Uh, before the wedding and we tie everything up all, all pretty. I'm literally communicating with them up until the morning. Like they get an email from me the morning yeah. <laughs> of their elopement. That's like, I'm on my way, you know, like <laughs> get ready. Yeah. So it's, it's communication throughout the whole thing. And that's kind of the, a secret sauce that I think a lot of uh, photographers maybe aren't putting as much energy into, I would yeah. say. Well, it's, it sounds really incredible. I mean, for me, what, what, what's, I mean, I, I like surprises. So, so the fact that you're, you know, yeah, the fact that you're kind of bringing people to these locations and, and that experience of not really knowing, because you know what it's like nowadays, like I can say, well, okay, I'm going to go here and now I can go on, uh, you know, Google and I can look it up and I can see 5 million photos of it. And so you kind of get there and it's like, yeah, it looks just like the pictures. Like there's not really that, that magic of, of surprise nowadays because we're so, we live in this, have this luxury of being able to, to, you know, check everything out ahead in advance. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, having that element of surprise, I think is, is huge. And it probably is a big, big selling point for, for your clients. Oh, they love it. Yeah. Well, they love it for a few reasons. And also when people look stuff up, there's, I, there's so many photos of Iceland that are so Photoshopped. I'm like, it, we don't have pink moss. Like it does yeah. not look like that. Like, I don't <laughs> understand what this is. Yeah. So the, and there's two things with that because I location scout like a crazy person. Like as soon as we get off this interview, I'm leaving for the entire weekend to go location scout in like this area, <laughs> yeah. but I love it. And a lot of the areas here, they don't have names that you can just look up. Right. right so right. it's just like, yeah, all these faces. And so when I take them and oh, I love it and yeah. I, I know what it looks like. And I know that we're about to pull up to this like really freaking crazy spot. <laughs> and so I like, as we pull up, I just kind of like look in the back <laughs> and I like look at their faces and yeah. then they're just yeah. like, Oh my God. So it's that part, but it's yeah. also my brand ethos of, I got you, you are covered. Do yeah. not worry. So once we, are doing all this, they don't have to like micromanage, right? And they don't have to have that pressure of like, I've never been to Iceland. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm supposed to be taking control right now. So now I feel overwhelmed. (laughs) So yeah, it's, yeah, it's both. So yeah, come to Iceland. I'll take you to some cool places and I won't tell you. (laughs) I can can give you a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. So, I mean, we can't, we can't have this conversation today without talking a little bit about what's going on in the world right now with this COVID pandemic, right? How's that, has that must've had some effect on, on you over there in your business? Oh goodness. Yeah. And it still is. So our borders are so closed. So unlike a lot of like my American friends, 
I've, you know, been watching them still shooting weddings for the past six months. Uh, I'm just like, oh my God, none of my clients can get to me. So I, 2020 was odd Mm -hmm. and it was for the most part, I had a lot of refunds. I had a lot of cancellations, but I also had a ton of people that stuck by me (laughs) and was like, no, we want this experience. So I've moved people well into 2022, but this, um, yeah, it's still happening. I literally, right before we got on, had another email for another panicked person asking yeah. for refunds. Yeah. So yeah, it's still happening. And our our economy is tanked. Our tourists, like, we run off of tourism. Oh, yeah, here. for sure. Yeah. And it is it is gone. Like, yeah, it's it's really sad. It's really, really affected this country. Yeah. And you you do some other stuff too, though, right? Like you're not just doing photography, right? So yeah, yeah. So I am a course creator. I have two courses. I have the one on branding that we talked about. Um, It's called Brand It Brave. Yeah. Um, And I have an elopement course. So I have a course that basically talks about what we just talked about. Like, how do you make a brand that's super unique to you? How do you find your clients? How do you transition your brand or get into elopements? You know, all that planning them, yada, yada, yada. So I also have that. Um, I'm a certified business coach. uh, So I I coach people, which is really awesome. And honestly, that's been the saving grace because if I was just relying on elopements at this point, I would still be out of work because yeah, our borders yeah. are still closed yeah. right now. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Where uh, where can people find you online, Steph? Yeah, so you can find me in a few places. Yeah. Um, if you wanted, and, and we'll list all this in the show notes too, so people can can look it up too. But oh, uh, but let awesome. us but let us know. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted any of the digital content or the coaching, uh, the brand is called Bossit Brave. Uh, so you could be your own boss. Um, and you can find all the info there, bossitbrave.com. Um, I also have a free group. That's a lot of fun called the brave cave, uh, where it's just a lot of like mindset businessy work, not just strategy since I am a coach. Um, and my Iceland Instagram is, uh, Iceland adventure weddings. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow me along there, my website, zacchasphotography.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's like a clubhouse. If you want, I'm going to, I'm starting to do rooms in clubhouse, uh, at yeah. Steph Zacchus. <laughs> cool. So many channels now. <laughs> yes. It, well, that's really exciting, right? And I think that's one thing to come out of, of, uh, of COVID is, is people yeah. are got to find, find ways to not just work, but also to connect and, and to stay creative and, and, uh, yeah, just keep fresh and, and keep yes. being inspired and inspiring others. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Don't stay stagnant. No. <laughs> the world has changed. So we need to change. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Well, listen, Steph, this has been a really amazing chat. I could probably talk to you all day about Iceland yeah. because uh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And, and, and honestly, people definitely should go and uh, check out your website. And of, of course, check out the links that you mentioned there too. Just, uh, I, I really, I, I think the way you've got your website set up and, and your positioning with your, your clients and your planning resources and, and everything and, you know, showing them, talking through the experience, it's, it's really, really incredible and inspiring. So awesome. anyway, thanks for, thanks for sharing some of your, your insights into what you're doing with us today, Steph. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Yeah, my pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Steph Zakis, please check out the links in the show notes. 
If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review as it helps others discover our show. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, please check out archipelagoquest.com, our new subscription platform for photographers. There, you can get access to fresh photo editing tools every month that are designed to push the boundaries of creative expression. Thanks again. Until next time.